listening to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Make sure you follow me on the Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with a Z. That's right, Big Sarge Sports with a Z. And make sure you go to Big Sarge Sports with a Z.com. My article about DeAndre Hopkins will be up soon, very soon, as soon as I finish this podcast. First off, let me say this, though. Um... I want to tell everybody out there that can hear the sound of my voice who's watching me on Facebook Live and on Periscope right now, uh, this coronavirus is really serious, y'all. It's time to start taking it serious. I know that maybe some of us didn't take it serious in the beginning, but it's serious. It's so serious that we went from, what, no gathering of 250 people to 50 people to now 10 people in the city of Houston. The bars that don't sell uh, food are closed. Restaurants no longer allow dine-ins. Bars that sell food don't allow dine-ins. And so everything is carry out now or order or Uber Eats. So I say that to say this. Make sure that you're taking your precautionary measures in order to um, survive this pandemic. You got to wash your hands. I know people say hand sanitizer. Yes, you can use the hand sanitizer after you wash your hands, but you got to wash your hands first before you use a hand sanitizer. Unless you can't get to a place where you can wash your hands, hand sanitizer, yes, you can use it temporarily. But other than that, no, no, don't, 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 don't use it. And please be careful. You know, I've seen this meme today, though. I, it's a, it tripped me out. i seen this meme today that said maybe they should start a diarrhea virus so everybody can go out and buy nasal spray. And that, that made me laugh because I'm saying to myself, why are we buying up all? It's a respiratory infection virus. Why are we buying up all the toilet paper? I've been in Walmart three days in a row looking <laughs> for toilet paper because I'm down to like three rows. But let me tell y'all something about Big Sarge, okay? I'm old school. I can use an old school t-shirt. I can use... Uh, paper towel to I got all them Kroger bags and stuff like that over in my pantry. So I'll just take them paper towels, wipe my butt, and stick them in that, and then go throw them to the trash can. I'm old school like that. I don't understand though this whole going out and buying all the toilet paper thing. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, once again, you tune into the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge, and uh, let's go ahead and get this thing started. NFL free agency doesn't officially begin until Wednesday, but legal tampering, which really ain't nothing but, hey, I've been talking to these players, or I've been talking to this guy about coming to my team because I know he's a free agent this year, and the contract is basically already worked out. I've already went through the back channels to get this guy to agree, and I'm just waiting on the NFL to say, hey, guess what? You can talk about it now. So now that the NFL can talk about it, they're moving on. And now all these deals are starting to be announced. New England Patriots safety Devin McCourty returns to the Patriots. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs franchise tag their sack leader for the last two seasons, Chris Jones. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins got a two-year extension. Hold on, hold on. Side note, why? Why is Kirk Cousins getting another deal? I can't understand that. He, didn't he get $84 million guaranteed when he came to the Vikings? And what has he done since he's gotten to the Vikings that requires him to get two more years? Especially when you got Stephon Diggs, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, 
Who does not like Kirk Cousins? You're going to move on from him. And then what are you going to do? You're going to be second round and out, second round and out, second round and out. Kirk Cousins is not a proven winner. Which, side note, I seen Keith. Hey, Keith, what's going on? Keith just logged on to the Facebook Live. Uh, Keith, I see uh, your boy. Uh, 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 Case Keenum got him a contract, a, th- a two, three-year contract with the Browns. And you always, you, everybody who listens to me uh, from Sports Talk with Big Sarge when I was on the radio and now the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast, you all know that I think that Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum are the same person. Like, have you ever seen them in a room together? I have not. I digress. Uh, what else we got? Titans, uh, Tennessee Titans signed Ryan Tannehill to a new deal worth $118 million. And then a franchise tag running back Derrick Henry, the 2019 NFL Russian leader. That got me confused. Hold on. That got me very confused because I don't understand how you give a guy who threw for less than two, I mean, I'm sorry, threw for less than 100 yards in two games. Less than 100 yards in two. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Playoff games. You give him $118 million, and you give the 2019 NFL rushing leader who had 182 yards in one game, 195 yards in those. Those two games are the two games that the quarterback threw for less than 100 yards, and you franchise tag him. You franchise tag him, but you give Ryan Tannehill the most underachieving guy I've seen since Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum. You give him a guaranteed contract. You give him $118 million. But you franchise tag Derrick Henry. If I was him, I'd hold out. I wouldn't come back. I'd be like, are you serious right now? Y'all don't give all this money. You should have went ahead and brought in uh, Tom Brady. That does not uh, uh, No. Mm-mm. And if they gave him $118 million, Dak is somewhere sitting back like, okay. Because they franchise tagged Dak today, and I think that's, what, 30 million dollars, I think. If I'm Dak, I don't show up at all, period. Point blank, I don't care. Cowboys let Amari Cooper walk. I just read somewhere where Byron Jones uh, got a, the, the he's the highest paid cornerback in the league now for the uh, Miami Dolphins. So all these things are happening. I think uh, DeForest Buckner went to the Colts for their 13th pick. The Colts going to have a pretty good team. Uh, who else? There was a lot of other things that went on in NFL free agency. But y'all want to hear about that. Y'all don't care nothing about that. I know what you want to hear. Y'all ready to hear about your supreme leader, Bill O'Brien. Y'all want to hear about the Texans head coach and general manager, Bill O'Brien, who, by the way, is probably making your coronavirus uh, quarantine horrible right now. You are probably so upset that you can't go out and do what you need to do because you're quarantined to the house. You're social distance distancing from yourself, right? Which ain't never personal space. Social distancing ain't nothing but your personal space. And people been telling you for years, stay out of my personal space. Stay out of my personal space. But today, the Texans traded franchise wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that D Hop. Yeah, that one. 
Yeah, Nook. That one. They, they, they traded him. Who had 8,602 yards receiving and 54 touchdowns in seven years here with the Houston Texans. Somebody make it make sense to me. How could you allow a player who has been an all-pro and a pro bowler for three consecutive years who averaged 1,371 yards and 10 touchdowns since 2017? Make it make sense, Bob. I don't understand. I don't. So just to recap, let me tell you what happened today. The Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins and a 2020 fourth-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for running back David Johnson, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick in 2021. Why? Why, Bill? Why would you do this to the fans? I'm not even a, I am not even a Texans fan. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. I got my own things to worry about with going on in free agency. Amari Cooper may not be a Dallas Cowboy anymore who totally came and changed the season for the Dallas Cowboy midseason two years ago. Totally changed everything. And now he may not be a Dallas Cowboy. We didn't even have a number one wide receiver before he came. Side note, the Texans got a what? Uh, they got a second round pick and a fourth round pick for one of the best wide receivers in the league. The Raiders got a first round pick for Amari Cooper. The Dolphins even got a first round pick from the Texans for Kenny Stills and Laramie Tulsa. And you give up DeAndre Hopkins for a pack of Skittles and two Red Bulls. You gave up, by far, one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game, and he's only been playing for seven years. Top three wide receivers of all time. You give him away, you trade him away for a running back that has not been good since 2016 when he was an all-pro and a pro bowler. In that year, he had 1,239 yards rushing, 879 yards receiving, and 20 touchdowns. But here's the caveat. This is where it gets better. And this is the part that baffles me. It confuses me. It makes me befuddled. I don't understand this because in 2017, David Johnson suffered a wrist uh, fracture in week one and missed the entire season. In 2018, he regained some of that 2016 magic by having 1,386 total yards and 10 touchdowns. And then in 2019, he had back and ankle, ankle injuries that plagued him, and he lost his starting job to a guy that just transitioned tag today in Kenyon Drake. So you're bringing in the running back version of Will Fuller. You're bringing in the running back version of wide, Texans wide receiver Will Fuller. So what are we doing now? We're going to look at the injury report and see that Will Fuller and David Johnson is out? You could have kept Carlos Hyde for that. Why, Bill? Why? Why would you give up the, one of the, i put it like this. I can probably name you only two wide receivers right now that I would put in the same category as DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller ain't there. 
David Johnson has not been good in going on four years. And you give up DeAndre Hopkins for him. Hmm. It don't make no sense if you're trying to make a Super Bowl run, Bill. Hey, listen. Now, to be fair, let me be fair. Because Bill may have another deal brewing with the big-name wide receiver. And that could be the likes of Amari Cooper from the Cowboys or Stephon Diggs from the Vikings. You know, don't forget Antonio Brown, Mr. Bag of Penises is out. Candy Penises is out there. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget Candy Penis Man is out there. Or he could be trying to convince the Cleveland Browns to give up Odell Beckham Jr. That could be on the table. That could be out there. That could be. Odell Beckham is really not happy with the Browns. Him and Baker Mayfield don't vibe like that. And even though they got a new coach, first-year coach this year, he still could be up for trade. So maybe Bill got something else in the works. So I'm not going to just totally destroy Bill O'Brien tonight. I'm only going to do like 97% and leave that 3% window for him to fix and correct this. But who are we kidding? He couldn't get a first-round pick for Hopkins, who should have commanded two first-round picks. There should have been two first-round picks for DeAndre Hopkins. Two. But you didn't even get one. Okay, so for those of you all who are keeping count at home, let's do this. The Texans have lost offensive lineman Dwayne Brown. They've lost defensive lineman Jadavion Clowney. They've lost now have lost wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. They lost defensive back Tyron Matthew, who, by the way, won the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs this year. And not only that, he was second team all pro. Second team all pro. And you let him walk over $2 million. The Chiefs gave him $15 million a year. The Texans only offered him $13 million a year. $2 million difference that you had, that you still had and would have been able to give to him. And yet, the same guy that you wouldn't pay was one of the leaders in helping the Kansas City Chiefs come back from a 24 to nothing. Get this thing back. There we go. So I, I, I'm confused on how you let these guys walk, how you let these people walk and you don't do anything about it. Now, this is where it gets better. This is where it gets better. Let's take this thing just a tad bit deeper, okay? Let's just get a tad bit deeper in on this. And I apologize to you all. I had to, my, my phone was ringing, and so I couldn't, I had, somebody was calling me, and it kind of messed up my, my, my broadcast and messed up my, my podcast, so I had to just, do it all, do do that part all over again. So give me one second. Bam. All right, so let's take a, a deeper look at this thing, all right? So I talked to two defensive guys today, two former Texans, okay? This is where it gets interesting. I talked to two former Texans today, and they said they're not surprised. They are not surprised by what happened. They're not surprised that... The Texans traded away um, DeAndre Hopkins. They're not. And the reason why they're not 
is because they say this is how Bill O'Brien runs things. Anytime that he feels that there is a voice that may be stronger than his, he got to get him out the locker room. Now, these aren't my words. These are the words of the two former defensive guys that I talked with today. Two of former Texans that I talked to today said they're not surprised. Matter of fact, one of them told me, I don't know what took this long. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. One of them told me, I don't know what took this long. I thought D-Hop would have been gone a long time ago. Second thing is, D-Hop ain't been happy since 2018. And I'm going to tell you when things started to go sour. You all remember that in 2018, the Texans lost to the Colts. In the first round, I think it was wild card weekend right here. That's the same year that the, that the Texans had won nine games. Same year the Texans had won nine games uh, during that season. They went on a nine-game winning streak, and they ended up winning the AFC South, and they hosted the playoff game here, and they lost 21-7. to After that game, DeAndre Hopkins was so upset like, he was very upset, and he wanted people to know, what's going on, Doom? DeAndre Hopkins was very upset in that game. He wasn't only upset because he went out there and gave his all, and he, he only had, I think he had 37 yards receiving. I think he only had 37 yards receiving, but he played with an injured shoulder for the entire game. But he still felt like they should have won that game. And he, it's all, it always comes down to coaching. It always comes down to coaching for him. So after that game against the Colts, he was highly upset. Highly upset. Because for, for those of you all who didn't know, in 2018, DeAndre Hopkins was on the injured list from week one. If you go back and you look at the injured list from week one, through the, throughout the playoffs in 20, uh, from 2017-2018, you will see that DeAndre Hopkins was on there for a thumb, ankle, foot, hamstring, and then in the playoff game, he hurt his shoulder and he still went through it. You know why? Because at that point, you remember, they didn't have anybody. Kiki Kuti was coming off of injury. Um, oh, my goodness. What's the uh, wide receiver that they got from the Colts? And he ended up getting hurt. Oh, I can't. At one point, I think uh, third-string quarterback Joe Webb was playing uh, wide receiver for them. And so, at the end of that playoff game in 2018, DeAndre Hopkins was mad. And he was really mad because here's a point in time where they finally got some talent. They finally got a quarterback. They finally got the pieces to put it together. And he didn't feel like the coaching was putting it together. But you didn't hear anything about that. You know why? Because DeAndre Hopkins is a professional. And he feels like as long as he does his job, he gets out there and he does his job, he's going to do his job to the best of his ability, and he's going to keep on moving. So you didn't hear anything about that in 2018, right? Fast forward to 2019. He did his job without complaining to the media at all. Was he still upset going through 2019? Yes. Behind the scenes, away from the media, did he voice his opinion? Yes. Yes, he did. He never said anything to us on the record. He never said anything to the media about 
how how he felt, how disgruntled he felt, what he felt about the coaching staff. He just every time he said, "I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna do my job, I'm gonna play hard for my teammates," and that's it. But behind the scenes, he was not happy. So you know what finally pushed DeAndre Hopkins over the edge? The second round playoff loss, the fifty-one thirty-one playoff loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. That game in which they were up 24 to nothing. For you Texans fans, right? I'm not a Texans fan. I just cover the Texans. But for you Texans fans, go back and revisit and watch that game. You remember where the tide turned when instead of going forward on that fourth down, I think he kicked uh, Bill O'Brien kicked the field goal when he should have kept driving it and keeping their foot on their neck. And then some of the play calling started to go awry after that game. DeAndre was done. I'm not here to say that at that point he did, he said he didn't want to be a Texan anymore. I'm just here to say that after that game, he was so upset. There are some people, some personal friends of DeAndre Hopkins that will tell you that he texted them and called them after the game and they had to calm him down. To the point uh, where they had to be like, hey, bro, come on, bro, you got to calm down. He was so hot, so angry, so upset. He loves his teammates. He loved being here in Houston. He loves the city of Houston. He loves this. He loves doing things for the community in Houston. But he could not get past the fact that here I am going out here, blood, sweat, and tears, giving everything I got. And then every time we come here, it's always something. Every week is something. We'll win, and then we'll lose. And then we'll win, then we'll lose. We, we've got enough talent now to take us over the top, and we can't get there. We cannot get there because of what? Y'all want me to say it? I got it. No problem. I'll say it because you have a head coach who is also the general manager who can't wear the same hats at the same time. You cannot be Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien. You don't have the pedigree. You don't have the resume. You don't have the intestinal fortitude to be Bill Belichick. Just be the best Bill O'Brien you could be. Stop trying to be Belichick. Be Bill O'Brien. Work with what you got. There is a lot of talent in the uh, on that Houston Texans football team. And you have squandered it. Time after time after time after time. I remember you Texas fans was highly upset at me when I said, hey, man, hold on time out. Y'all taking all this stuff out on Jadavion Clowney. Why? It ain't Jadavion Clowney's fault. Jadavion Clowney wanted to be here. As a matter of fact, during training camp, he flew in to report to camp and Bill told him, go home. We're trading you. We don't need you here. We don't need you around the facility. Nothing. So I'm not surprised that Bill O'Brien, the general manager, talked to Bill O'Brien, the head coach, and said, you know what we got to do? We got to get this guy up out of here. Think about this, though. Who did I name? I named Dwayne Brown, strong voice in the locker room. Jadavion Clowney, strong voice in the locker room. DeAndre Hopkins. Strong voice, presence in the locker room. Tyron Matthews, strong voice, presence in the locker room. Kareem Jackson, strong voice, presence in the locker room. Ain't none of them here. 
So what does that common denominator tell you? Who we missing? I mean, I'm sorry. Who's the common denominator in all this? Coach O'Brien. And until Cal McNair sees that, hey, I can't win with you running my franchise into the ground. You ran my father's franchise into the ground. Now you're running my franchise into the ground. And I'm sorry. Listen, Texas fans, y'all know I like to jive and shuck and jive with y'all and go back and forth talking trash. I like to do all of that with you all. But by the same token, I'm a football fan. I don't have anything against, personally against the Texans. The fans, hey, we go back and forth. But y'all have had the talent to be further than what you have accomplished. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. The, that team up 45 North, the Dallas Cowboys team I root for the exact same way. The exact same way. But what stopped the Cowboys from being great? Jason Garrett. What's stopping the Houston Texans from being great? Bill O'Brien. And you all gave him more power. Not you all per se, but the organization gave him more power with that general manager tag. Once he put that general manager hat on, for real, for real, it was done. It was over. Then there's another thing that D-Hop was pretty mad about. So in 2017, DeAndre Hopkins signed a five-year, $81 million contract with a $7.5 million signing bonus, right? So over the next three years, he still owed $38 million. So this year... He's making $12.5 million a year. Now, mind you now, remember, I, I, I read off his stats earlier about how consistent he has been the last three years by making the Pro Bowl and All-Pro. All-Pro is voted on by your peers, by your coaches, by writers. Like, every, like you just don't make All-Pro. Like, ah, look what happened. I was a Pro Bowl and I just up, tripped up and became an All-Pro. No. No, that means you are the best in the game when you make first team all pro. First team. There's four wide receivers that make more money than DeAndre Hopkins. Julio Jones makes $22 million a year. Michael Thomas makes $19 million a year. Odell Beckham Jr. makes $18 million a year. And Mike Evans makes $16.5 million a year. Now, in the guaranteed money, Julio Jones gets $66 million. Odell Beckham Jr. Gets, got $65 million. Michael Thomas got $60 million. And Mike Evans got $55 million. So that's Julio Jones from the Falcons, Odell Beckham Jr. from the Browns, Michael Thomas from the Saints, and Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Out of those four wide receivers, how many of them are you taking over D-Hop? I say one, maybe, one, maybe, two. Between Julio Jones and Michael Thomas, I see them giving him a run and giving him a battle. I can see, you know, if you pick Julio Jones over D-Hop, I could be like, ah, I can see, personal preference, I got it. If you like Julio, big, fast, wide receiver, you know, strong like that, you'll take him. If you like a, a big, strong, possession-wide receiver, I can see you taking Michael Thomas. Me, I'm taking D-Hop because I know that he's at every twist and turn, he's going to give me his all. He has the speed to get down the field. 
He's a possession wide receiver. He can do whatever it is you need him to do. Didn't we see him throw a touchdown pass this year? Like he can do what, like DeAndre Hopkins, when he steps on the field, and I'm not taking anything away from these other wide receivers and saying that they don't, but I will say that DeAndre Hopkins, for me watching him this whole entire time, he's going to give you his all. So am I mad that a wide receiver that's averaged 1,371 yards and 10 touchdowns in the last three years wants a new contract in this day and age of renegotiating contracts? No. How many years did Zeke have left on his contract before he renegotiated and held down? So if, if, if DeAndre Hopkins wants more money, you find a way to give a future Hall of Fame wide receiver more money. You can take care of him. You can take care of Laramie Tunsil. And then next year, when the new CBA comes, you can take care of uh, Deshaun Watson. It could happen. It could be done. But it's left up to the organization. And as you can tell, Bill O'Brien don't want to do it. Bill O'Brien does not want to do it. He doesn't want to do it, and you see it. So for the last two years, guess what? You lost Jadavion Clowney, and now guess what? You've lost DeAndre Hopkins. Because Bill is temperamental. Because Bill has temper, I mean, I'm sorry, because Bill has one, anger management issues, and then two, he doesn't feel like anybody should tell him anything. And if he feels like you're bucking his presence, what does he do? The same thing Bill Belichick does, right? Side note, Bill Belichick don't really want Tom Brady to come back. Bill Belichick wants to go down in history as the guy who got, as the guy who got a Super Bowl win, a Super Bowl victory without Tom Brady. He would have sooner just left Tom Brady, let Tom Brady go when he had Jimmy Garoppolo. That ain't what he want to do. Bill O'Brien feels like he is, hey, listen, I'm going to give it to you. He's the HNIC. He is. The buck starts and stops with him. But you also got to be that coach or that general manager that knows how to relate to your players. And Bill O'Brien has never, ever figured that out except with J.J. Watt. Y'all not ready to have that conversation, though, are you? Y'all not ready to have that conversation. Name me the last time J.J. Watt played a full season. I know two years ago, J.J. Watt was all pro at two positions. I do. He was all pro at two positions. But it's been a minute since he's actually been healthy and made an impact. Y'all think something's going to happen when it's time for him to get his contract? And side note, this ain't got nothing to do with the race. So please, nobody make it a racial issue. No. No, no, no. No. I am not making it about race. It is not about race. It is, it is strictly on do you think that J.J. Watt still has the ability to play at a high level that will warrant a multi-year contract. I know DeAndre Hopkins does, and DeAndre Hopkins has only been playing for seven years. And you got all these other wide receivers in Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, Michael Evans making more money than him. Right now, I think that he is tied with Brandon Cooks as far as the amount of money that he's making. But what about his production? 
In those three years, do you know that Julio Jones and Michael Thomas averages more yards than uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Julio Jones averages 15.05. Michael Thomas averaged 14.90. But D-Hop averages more touchdowns. He averages 10 touchdowns in that three-year span. Julio Jones has only averaged five, and Michael Thomas has averaged seven. Also, you remember I talked about how DeAndre Hopkins stayed injured and he's always hurt? I mean, I'm sorry, that, that he was always injured, but he hasn't missed more than two games in his seven-year career. He's always hurt, but he plays through the hurt. Ain't that the type of person you want on your team, Bill? That's the type of person you want on your team. That's the type of person you need to have on your team. That's the type of guy that you know, hey, look, I'm going to send him out there and he's going to do what he needs to do. I'm mad for you all. I'm not going to even lie to you. I'm mad too. DeAndre Hopkins was one of the people that, you know, that I could talk to about more than just football. And what I mean by more than just football, I mean, we talked about fashion. Just like I told him today on on, uh, on Twitter. We talked about fashion. I, I couldn't afford, I probably couldn't afford the shoestrings that he had in his shoes. I couldn't. I, I couldn't, I can't. I would, I would never be able to afford any of the ensembles that he had on. But we would always talk about him. I remember two years ago, I asked him what he was debuting. He said, you just going to have to watch and see. And then he busted out with something. Some of the stuff I, I know ran six, $7,000 an outfit. But we talked about that. I remember the time that, uh, you know, not on purpose, but on purpose, I actually started a beef between him and Kareem Jackson when Clemson and Alabama played in the national championship game. And so I went down, I asked, I asked DeAndre Hopkins a question, and then I went down and I asked Kareem Jackson. I said, well, that ain't what Mr. Hopkins just said. And then they started hollering at each other from across the locker room, which was fun, all fun and games. But I know that every time he stepped on that field, he was going to be one of those guys that give you his all. And now what are you left with? Texas fans, what are you left with? Will Fuller, Kiki Kuti, DeAndre Carter. Who else? I don't even, I don't, who, what, what, I, I'm going to have to look up the depth chart. But y'all don't have anybody else. Not anybody that can, that can replace D-Hop. Unless you plan on going to get Julio Jones or Michael Thomas. And I'm pretty sure that their franchises are not letting those guys go. So now what happens? I guess the best thing for DeAndre Hopkins is that you didn't waste his career. You could have did him like Andre Johnson and kept him here till he didn't have no more good football left and then sent him off. You don't realize that in DeAndre Hopkins' first four years, Four, yeah, four years. First four years. He caught passes from over 10 quarterbacks. 10. 10 quarterbacks. Where when you look at the, the wide receivers who you all compare him to, had one thing in common. A.J. Green always caught passes from Andy Dalton. Julio Jones always caught passes from Matt Ryan. Up until last year, Odell Beckham Jr. always caught passes from... Uh, always got passes from um, um, Manning. Oh my God, Eli Manning. 
Antonio Brown, he's in the league. Always call passes from Ben Roethlisberger. Mike Evans, pretty much and always call passes from, um, who am I thinking about? Jameis Winston. Right? Who else did I have on this list? Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Jones. Sometimes D-Hop would show up. He didn't even know who the quarterback was going to be. Oh, Kenny Stills, too. Sometimes DeAndre Hopkins showed up. He didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. Hell, I, sometimes I I didn't either. I was like, well, who, who the second string quarterback from Yates? They starting this week? Who the backup quarterback over at U of H? Go back and look at the list of quarterbacks that DeAndre Hopkins has played with. And then go back and look at his production. Never drops off. Ne- never ever drops off at all, period. Every time you look up, his, his production is, I put it like this, tell me the quarterback in 2014 and 2015. Because that year, he had 1,200 yards receiving. In 2014 and 2015, he had 1,500 yards receiving, over 1,500 yards receiving. And in those two years, he had 17 touchdowns. I don't understand. And this is the guy you let go? This is the guy you choose to let go, Bill O'Brien, because y'all couldn't see eye to eye, and he didn't like your offensive philosophy. There's a lot of people that don't. I'm curious to see, as I end this podcast, I'm curious to see what's going to happen now, now when it's time for Deshaun Watson to sign. I'm I'm very curious to see what's going to happen when it's time for Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't be surprised if they have to keep franchise tagging him because he ain't going to want to resign here. I wouldn't be surprised. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, Texans fans, I guess, I mean, you had to get used to life without Dwayne Brown, one of the best offensive linemen in, in the NFL. You had to get used to life without one of the best edge rushers in the game. I know you all want to talk about sacks, but Jadavion Clowney's presence isn't felt in the backfield as far as sacks. He had, he brings a lot of intangibles. So you had to get used to life without him. You had to watch the Honey Badger celebrate um, against the 49ers as he put on a Super Bowl ring. I mean, I'm sorry, as he won a Super Bowl championship and put on a Super Bowl shirt, he ain't got the ring just yet, but he hoisted the trophy and made second team All-Pro. And now you got to watch DeAndre Hopkins go and get better by playing with Larry Fitzgerald, top five wide receiver of all time, in a system that is designed to pass the ball with a quarterback who on last year had his bumps and bruises as a rookie, but is a very good quarterback. The only thing that holds him back is his stature. Side note, you know what? God dang on it. I'm going to take me a listen. So I just going to take him a pat on the back right now. Because I told you all last season, all they needed, meaning the Arizona Red Raiders, that's what I call them because of Cliff Kingsbury. All the Arizona Red Raiders needed was what? A wide receiver. All they needed was two players, a wide receiver and a running back. They then picked up DeAndre Hopkins, and now that's going to open up more lanes for Kenyon Drake. The Arizona Red Raiders are going to be good. Y'all better watch out for them. They'll go further in the playoffs 
The Arizona Cardinals, and look, y'all, y'all can write this down. The Arizona Cardinals will go further in the playoffs than the Houston Texans will. I said it. I ain't backing it up. I mean, I'm not backing away from it. I'll back it up. Anybody want to reach out to me? Let's go. Big Star Sports with a Z on Twitter. Got rid of a, 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 a locker room guy, a franchise guy, and a guy that never complains. All right, I'm about to get up and get ready to get up out of here, y'all. But I just want to tell people once again, make sure that you're safe from this coronavirus. It's real. And like I said, the president has said no more than 10 people should gather in one place. It's real. Y'all make sure that y'all safe out there. Y'all make sure that y'all taking care of one another. Make sure that you are looking out for each other. There we go. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Texans fans, in all honesty, Texans fans, I feel bad for you. I really do. But ain't nothing I can do. I'm trying to get Dak Prescott signed. So, uh, oh!